The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. There's no crying in baseball! No crying! And this game's underway. Into the windup of his first offering. Just a bit outside. Here's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos. It will be a home run. Oh, my God. Deep to right field. Way up there. They're going to wave him in. I don't believe it. My, oh, my. And look who's coming up. You have got to be kidding me. You talk about a roll of the dice. This is it. Okay, play ball. What's happening, everybody? It is the final payoff pitch in the month of July as we make the turn for August next week. Your host, Brendan Glasheen, with Action Network Senior Editor Colin Whitchurch, Action Network Senior Writer Sean Zarillo. Yes, we are Payoff Pitch, Action Network's MLB betting podcast. We join you every Tuesday and Friday during the baseball season. Uh, We look forward to joining you uh, as the season winds down, believe it or not, when we go to August starting next week. And then we got the trade deadline, so a lot of juicy stuff on the way. In this show, we will get to best bets. Also, fading the public, where the money's coming in. Should we fade that side, or do we ride with the people? Underdogs of the day, and then Sean and Colin will each give out some final bets before we wrap up the show. Okay, Sean Zarillo, we'll go to you first today. Uh, best bet for us, what do you have? Are you going to place a bet or what? They never quit. It's unbelievable. It's kind of the game within the game here. Pirates first five money line. Their full game money line is a bet for me too. I like those to minus 107 for the first five innings and plus 106 for the full game. So the first five is a larger edge. It was my largest projected edge last night and my largest bet that I placed last night. I still like it quite a bit at around a 5% edge today. Big difference between these two starting pitchers, Jose Quintana and Bailey Falter. Colin wants me to mention there's a chance that Jose Quintana gets dealt today. So make sure to bet listed pitcher wherever possible. Unfortunately, is not as widely available for betting first five markets as full game markets. So do tread carefully in case Quintana gets dealt. But he's been great this season, focused on his changeup, but doubled its usage rate. As an expected ERA sitting at 4.2, he is an expected FIP at 3.75. But I would project him for an ERA of around four moving forward. Compare that to his opponent, Bailey Falter of the Phillies, who we've talked about as being more of a triple-A arm. Falter has a 5.8 expected ERA this season, 
about a run and a half differential between their expected ERAs, their expected FIP, their Sierra numbers a little bit closer, but I certainly view Quintana as the better starting pitcher. Obviously, the Phillies bullpen a little bit better. I project them a half run better. Their lineup is a little bit better. So obviously, some aspects for the Phillies team that would bring this line closer. But the betting start, better starting pitcher and home field advantage for the Pirates couldn't project this line lower than minus 103 for the full game and minus 115 for the first five innings. So the Pirates in full half, in both halves, my favorite bets provided Quintana does not get traded today. And the Pirates, they uh, made it quite a fight last night, uh, making that a closer game down the stretch to uh, ruin the run line if you were on the Phillies run line last night. Colin Whitchurch, your best bet. Yeah, Brandon, I'm going with Rays Guardians today, and I'm taking a rare under in a line that is already very low. We have Shane Bieber against Jeffrey Springs in Guardians race, and the total is a very low seven, but I do like the under here. The Rays offense is hurting right now. They have scored more than three runs just once in the last six games. Wander Franco is still out. They're down Mike Zanino. They're down Kevin Kiermeyer. They're down Manuel Margot. They're one of the most injured teams in baseball, and it's starting to show up definitely offensively for them right now. Shane Bieber, you know, we were fading him a lot earlier this year. He's he's proved us wrong more often than not. His last time out, he got tagged for three home runs in a loss to the White Sox, but he had only allowed seven home runs total in his first 17 starts. Prior to that start, I don't see that being necessarily a concerning trend. His strikeout rate does remain down by 9%, but it's been better the last two months, and his walk rate is down about 2.5% as well. So he's still been an effective starting pitcher, even if not necessarily the Cy Young candidate level pitcher we saw in 2020. 3.55 ERA is right in line with his peripherals, 3.73 XERA, 3.28 XFIP. And the Rays have a negative run differential against Bieber's top two pitches, fastball and slider. They are first, fourth best against a curveball, which is another one of Bieber's top offerings. But I think Bieber, you know, he's a smart enough pitcher that I feel like he's going to rely a lot on his fastball slider. Stay away from the curve, which is Tampa's sweet spot offensively. The other side, Jeffrey Springs, this is in his first start since July 5th, last time out, he got kind of lucky. He allowed eight hits in four and a third inning, but allowed just one and run. But he's been reliable for Tampa all year. He's kind of a five-and-dive guy. 2.50 ERA is a little bit lucky. He's got a 3.73 X ERA and a 3.26 XFIP, but he only has a 5.5% walk rate, and he won't go long anyway. You know, like I said, four to five innings max out of him. And then you get into Tampa's bullpen. With Tampa's bullpen, the big question generally for me is do they have the arms to get us to go the distance? And I think, yes, they played Baltimore yesterday, only used one reliever. So Tampa's top arms are all well-rested. Cleveland obviously has an amazing bullpen as well. All that added up, Bieber Springs, two good and rested bullpens. Under seven is my best bet today. A lot lower than I normally go with an under, but I like it here between Bieber and Springs. Okay, very good. That is the lowest total on today's slate also, so. Bold of you, Colin Whitchurch, for a best bet, especially. Moving on, let's find out if we're going to fade the public. So looking at the Action Network app, the uh, the money's coming in on the Yankees, who just squeaked out a win last night against the Royals, one nothing. It's poor Royals. Uh, they are plus 300 on the money line tonight, the Royals. Yankees minus 400. You, uh, you see on the app that the Yankees are getting uh, 92% of the bets and 94% percent of the money 
No one giving Kansas City a shot, despite the fact they hung in there last night. Are we fading to the public, Sean Zarillo, with Garrett Cole on the mound? So I would be if I was just betting the full game line. This is yet again another spot where I showed value on a first five favorite and a full game underdog. So I parlayed the Yankees first five line last night at minus 300. I would parlay it up to minus 330. I combined it with the Braves first five money line with Kyle Wright. I may look to jump in live on the Royals after five innings if they're down a run or if they're tied because I would project slight value on them at plus 301 or better. So take a look at that. If you don't have a pregame bet on the Yankees, if you don't have a first five bet on the Yankees, Chris Bubich has been much better of late. There's still a two to a two and a half run differential in the underlying indicators between Chris Bubich and Garrett Cole. So like the over here, in this matchup as well, I would bet it up to eight and a half at minus 111. That would probably be my preferred way to have a bet on this game. But either Yankees first five or Royals full game is how I'd approach it. Okay, Colin, what are we doing? We fading the public? Zarilla talked last week in a Nationals Dodgers bet about how you make these bets and you just kind of chalk them up as losses until you're proven otherwise. And that's kind of what we're going to do here today because I've got to take a bite on the Royals at plus 300 or better. Chris Bubich has kind of been my guy. Um, you know, I I think I just have an affinity for for weird, bad lefties. But uh, Bubich has actually been a lot better than his full season numbers. You know, he got sent down after a May 11th start. And since he returned to the majors on June 4th, he has a 3.76 ERA. And he's allowed just five home runs in 55 innings. His first six starts of the year, he threw 13 and a third innings pitch. Yeah, that's 13 innings total in six starts. He allowed 19 earned runs, had 11 walks, 10 strikeouts, and allowed five home runs. He had a 12-8-3 ERA when he went down to the minors, 3.76 ERA since he came back up. I am a Bubich believer, former first-round pick, uh, Florida Gator, if I'm not mistaken. Just two starts ago, he went seven innings against the Toronto Blue Jays, allowed no earned runs, gave up five hits. So, yeah, he's a live dog right now. The Yankees obviously... They have a terrifying offense. They're better against lefties. Bubich is a lefty. But I give them a much stronger chance of winning than the plus 300 or worse implies. So, yeah, let's roll with the Royals. It's a loss until it's proven otherwise, but the odds are too good here. Bubich believer. Yes. Has a ring to it. It really does. Underdogs of the day. We always like to give out a handful of dogs on the show because this is such a sport with high variance that there, there's something to be had when it comes to value. Uh, where's my dog? Uh-huh. Where's my dog? Where's my dog? Colin Whitchurch, we'll start with you because you've got thoughts on the Pirates like Sean Zarillo had. Yeah, Zarillo mentioned uh, the Pirates is the best bet and they're my favorite underdog as well. Sean did mention very important bet. Listed pitcher here, if you're able to. Quintana did say last night, talking to reporters, that he expects to start today. I expect him to start today, but we're, you know, three or four days from the trade deadline. He is one of the hottest starting pitcher names out there. He could get dealt this afternoon, a scratch, and then you're you're forced to roll with the Pirates in a bullpen game. But regardless, you know, Quintana's success this season has all been all about contact and hard contact allowed He's allowing his lowest exit velocity and his lowest launch angle since 2008 when he was still with the Cubs. His BABIP is down to a reasonable 310 the last couple of years. It was in like the 360 range. So he's really turned into a crafty veteran. He's not striking guys out like he was in his heyday. 
but his walks remain low. His ground ball rate is fine. Um, and you see it in his expected stats, 370 ERA, 387 XFIP, 418 XERA. The Phillies are better against lefties, but again, the Pittsburgh has a starting pitcher edge here because Bailey Falter is a sub-replacement level pitcher. Um, all of his expected indicators are in the fives. He allows a ton of fly ball, 70% fly ball rate. So there's plenty of value here on Pittsburgh. I definitely like their first five innings at minus 102 and their full game plus 106. As long as you, there's a plus in front of that full game number, I'm on it. Okay, very good. Sean Zarilla, what do you got for us in terms of uh, an underdog of the day? Seattle Mariners like them down to plus 143, or I should say I like them down to plus 155. I projected the line at plus 143, but you could still get plus 160s out there. Robbie Ray's season-long metrics has been a half a run worse than Justin Verlander, even though their ERA is two runs apart. The expected ERA gap is closer to a half a run. But you look over the past two months since the start of June, when Ray added a sinker to his pitch mix, and they have basically been identical pitchers, 327 expected fit for Ray, 317 for Verlander. So starting pitchers on much closer terms than their season-long in ERA would indicate based on the fact that they're two runs apart from each other. I think the gap is closer to a quarter run or even a half of a run. I've been saying that Verlander is due for negative regression the entire season saying that Ray is due for some positive regression. We finally gotten that to a degree, but still has not caught up to where their indicators are. So Mariners down to plus 155. And I also like the over in this matchup over seven. You could bet up to minus 120. Okay. I'm seeing seven and a halfs now. Is that okay too? No, I would lay off at seven and a half. Uh, you need that push probability on the seven. So if you could get the juiced up seven at minus 120, I'd bet it otherwise pass. Okay, very good. Just uh, just clarifying since the, the board the board's moving. Um, okay, final bets before we go on this Friday. Yeah, we're getting out of here. Uh, a lot of late games today, which is good. No day games to worry about, even though day baseball is fun. No question about it. Uh, Colin Whitchurch, we'll just pick up from that conversation because you've got a couple of bets you want to get to, including uh, this Mariners-Astros game. Yeah, Sean mentioned the over on Mariners-Astros. I really like that bet. I'm, I'm a little bit afraid to take the Mariners on the money line, which Sean suggested just because of the way the Astros hit lefties. But because of the way the Astros hit lefties and because Verlander is due for some negative regression, I do like over seven here. I'm seeing minus 125 at DraftKings. I might have my bet at seven and a half. Sean didn't recommend it, but I still like the over there. Padres twins. I'm betting on Blake Snell and, and San Diego here against Joe Ryan, who you guys know is my guy. I just, I really like what Snell is doing this year. If you look at his last six starts, he's had two blowups. Both of them came at Coors field. So I'm not too concerned about that. And lefties are the weaker split of Minnesota's offense. Also, Joe Ryan is someone that I'm probably, for as much as I love him, RIP to my preseason Rookie of the Year ticket. Um, as much as I love him, I'm probably going to be fading him a bit down the stretch. He's nearing his career high in innings right now. I feel like Minnesota is going to be a little bit cautious with him down the stretch, make sure that he's ready for the postseason. So I think that San Diego is a short favorite. Minus 120 is definitely worth a bet. Finally, Rangers, Angels. I'm looking to fade the Angels at every opportunity where value makes sense because they seem to have packed it in for the season. And I'm definitely going to fade them when they have a lefty on the mound and they're facing the Rangers who are a top five offense against left-handed pitching. 
Martin Perez is on the mound. This is another instance where you might want to bet listed pitcher, just smart near the trade deadline. I don't expect Perez to get dealt. I think Texas is saying he's not going to get dealt. But again, anything can happen near the trade deadline. Perez is probably due for some negative regression here in the second half. But again, with Sandoval on the mound for the Angels, and it's the Rangers offense against the lefty. I like the Rangers in what is essentially a toss-up game at minus 110. I also like the over in that game at seven and a half as well. It is a damn shame that Shohei Otani has six losses on his pitching record, the way he's pitched this year. And uh, that's really annoying because the first five bet didn't hit yesterday for uh, Shohei Otani, um, allowing just two runs. And that poor guy, nine and six, just, it just doesn't look right. And with no trout who is now dealing with a back injury that is no one's ever heard of apparently. So yeah, not great for the angels. I mean, great if you took the under on their win total, but not great for them. Sorry, it's um, our, uh, our, our guaranteed mention of the Angels win total. This is your Angels update. Yeah, you know, but like it, it's just it's it gets better every time. I, better not better for the Angels, but better for us. It's terrible. Like Otani just pitched last night. If anything, it's like, uh oh, Angels have won like three or four or whatever. They're starting to figure it out. Nope. They just they just can't get out of their own way. Sean Zarillo, you've got a bunch to get to here. Final bets before we say goodbye. Yeah, start with the Mets and the Marlins. Surprised that we keep getting Sandy Alcantara plus money. And then the market keeps moving his direction. So the first five line, I believe, has come out of range. I liked it to plus 105. The full game line, I liked to plus 108. They've come down ever so slightly, I think just below those price targets. But keep an eye out for those targets. They just came underneath where I would set them. So just missed out on those potentially, but maybe it comes back into range. We talked about a one plus 300 underdog. The other is the Tigers at plus 310 against the Jays. I like the Tigers down to plus 310. It's a small bet for me, just playing the percentages here. They got themselves into a coin flip yesterday, did not win it. Royals did not win their coin flip against the Yankees. You got to try to get these teams into coin flips at plus money. Hope you get to extras and pull one out. So the Tigers small down to plus 310. The Red Sox down to plus 136 against the Brewers. Brian Bellows had awful command, but he does have really good stuff. And after that first inning in his last matchup, he kind of settled in a little bit. So if he's able to finally find his command for one of these starts, the Red Sox are going to look like a value side based on where I projected him. I do have to bet them down to plus 136. Not something I'm in love with just because his command has been so shaky. And Brandon Woodruff has kind of underperformed relative to his underlying indicators this year. But Boston, very slight value. Nobody but wants to bet on them right now. Oakland down to plus 170. Don't love James Caprellian either. But Lance Lynn's stuff and his velocity has been off this season. Down since coming back from injury. Velocity down slightly. Stuff plus down slightly. So Oakland down to plus 170. I would be concerned about both Lynn and Giolito. If you're a White Sox fan, the White Sox seem to have some major issues, even with the guys who are on the field in terms of not being at full health. The Rockies, another underdog for me down to plus 184. They rank much better against lefties than they do against righties. Getting a lefty here in Julio Arias, 14th in WRC plus against lefties, 26th against righties this season. Arias also at course field has struggled a bit three and two ERA of 5.8 and only 34 strikeouts in 48 innings at course field. So strikeout rate way below par for him. He's a closer to a strikeout per inning guy. And then the final game for me, the Rangers and the angels, the angels we just talked about. 
I like Texas down to minus 101 for the full game, minus 119 for the first five innings. Would bet the over seven and a half as well, up to minus 123. Patrick Sandoval, a pitcher I liked a lot coming into the year, liked him a lot last year. Great change up, but his fastball is getting absolutely hammered. His hitters are sitting on it now. He needs the breaking ball, needs to develop a breaking ball to go with the fastball and the changeup to get hitters to stop sitting on the fastball. 554 expected ERA for him this season. Martin Perez, 319 expected ERA. So he has some room to regress, but he's been very solid. And I think with him throwing his sinker more, increasing his ground ball rate, he's going to pitch better the rest of this year than he has in the past. Do not expect full regression for Perez. think he can be a pretty solid pitcher. There's a reason he made the all-star game. A lot of his results are justifiable, just not going to carry a sub three ERA moving forward, but Still view them as the better pitcher. View the Rangers as the better team. Give me Texas as slight home favorites and the over in that matchup. Okay, very good. Excellent stuff. Everyone have a fantastic weekend. We look forward to catching you next week here on Payoff Pitch. We'll see you. Look at this crowd on its feet. What a tribute. No one wants to leave.